0: So now let's get into this word. It started a year back on Nehemiah 2.18. Rise and build. Oh, how what, how we interpreted that word the first few weeks. And how God threw a spanner into the works and changed it completely. And now it makes so much sense, so much sense what he was telling us. Rise and build. And we rose, I believe, all those who heard, believed, practiced, was building their lives, building their lives. By faith, they were building their lives. In love, they were building their lives. In patience, they were building their lives. That's why we preach day in and day out. Because the building block in God's kingdom to build is faith. And faith comes from hearing, Romans 10, 17. Faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God. That's why we preach. You may not understand, but our job is to give you construction material. We are just contractors. We don't build. We just took, we were given the contract. We supply. You have to build. This is a different kind of a construction company. Okay? You have to build. We can only give you the material, we can give you plans, but you have to adopt the plans according to your life. Your life. Okay. The Bible uses different different words, different terms. Right? The Bible says, we are the clay. He is the potter. We are the clay. He is the potter. And then the question asked is what is the wheel? The potter's wheel, right? What is the wheel? And the the sad thing, or the worst thing about the clay is the clay is ugly. It is unclean, unmanageable. And then there is this potter. And what is the wheel? The wheel is what we call providence. As far as children are concerned, everything in your life. Is being worked out by God to make you into something. Okay, that's the wheel on which. So, if you are a child of God, I think that happened to God by surprise. He knows. So we were rising, and we were building. In Hebrews chapter eleven and verse seven, in NIV, the Bible says, "By." By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. Noah rose and he built something that would save all of his family. And what he built was contrary to the world, what the world was doing. That's why so many of us struggle, especially young people, struggle. Because you are asked to do something, the world is completely in a different direction. There was so much traffic today. But most of the traffic is going in some other direction. Did you see, police commissioner of one side says, we will be checking everybody. Be very careful. Exercise commissioner on another side says, liquor shops will be open till 1 in the morning. Just was a contradiction. The commissioner is saying it will be open till 1. police commissioner will check everybody's breath. Meaning buy it, take it home. Don't drink on the way. But we want you to buy and drink. Our Jesus also come, says, all who are thirsty, come and drink. He says, you drink of what I give, you will never be thirsty again. That's our prayer. Young people here, nobody drinks. You drink from Jesus. So Noah built. Everybody must have scoffed him. Mocked him. But at the end he was proven right. And the world was proven wrong. So we can only build by faith. What we did for this last 300. It was a leap year Pastor Vijay. Yeah. So 366 days we just built. We just preached. We preached. We taught. We prayed. We gave. May look foolish. At another day, we will know one day will come when we will be proved right and the world will be proved wrong. In 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 16, the Bible says, "Yeah, Take heed to yourself and to doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this you will save both yourself and those who hear you. It says, Here, build. Here, build. Here, build, so that you can save yourself. I can save myself, and by what I preach, I can save those who so it, you may feel tired, you may feel sleepy, but listen, you're not going to hear anything new, okay unless you were asleep at every meeting, then it will be new in romans one seventeen scripture says. For in the gospel, in it something is revealed. The righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Meaning, where man ends, God begins. Faith means you end. Faith means you end. God begins. That's our problem with faith. Where faith begins, it's the end of man, the beginning of God. It's the end of man's power and the beginning of God's power, which we call grace. Faith unto faith, grace unto grace. That's why Hebrews 12.2 says, keep your eyes fixed on whom? Looking unto Jesus the author. Keep your eyes. He's the author. Not only the author, he's the finisher. Of our faith. Meaning you can't take your eyes off. He's the author of our faith. He's the provider of grace. Both. Faith. 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 Nothing else. Nothing else works in a believer's life. Most of our struggle is that we are trying to mix both. We are trying to mix. I hope everybody is okay. Young people shouldn't be going out. They should be sitting down. Okay. In Hebrews eleven six, you have to read, read it in a different way. What does it say? It is, without faith, it is impossible to please him. What does it mean? It means in everything that I do, if I don't mix faith, it displeases God. You have to read sometimes sentence the other way. If I don't bring faith into anything that I do, anything that I do, it displeases God. If you are a child of God, into everything that you do. That's what Romans 14 and we'll all say, in eating, in drinking, in sleeping, in work, in relationships, into everything you have to bring faith. Otherwise, God is not pleased. And the entire purpose of a believer's life is to please God. Please God. We have to please God. Like I said, at the end of the day, the twinkling of an eye, when we die, we will realize the only person that mattered was God. We please God, full marks. We didn't please God, it didn't matter who we pleased. We have to please God. So there is faith, there is grace. Two things. There is faith, there is grace. I'm just revising for the others who don't listen online. We did three, four days of revision. I keep telling you, Monday to today, mornings. Please go back and listen if you didn't listen. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 to 10, scripture says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone boast. Grace. How we we saved? For children, it's very good to remember. What is grace? The best definition I've ever heard, easiest, simplest. It is God's riches at Christ's expense. Remember that. It really makes sense. It's God's riches at Christ's expense, freely given to you and me. That is G-R-A-C-E, grace. Faith takes hold of what grace provides. Grace alone is not enough. Grace alone is not enough. You need faith. If you have faith, you can lay hold of God's grace. So we don't, we are not preaching that you receive more grace. (laughs) We are preaching you receive more faith. Grace is from God. Faith is from me. Faith is from me. I have to hear more, believe more. The more faith I have, the more grace I can access. More grace I can access. So faith lays hold of what grace provides. That's why Romans 5.2 says, By faith we access. Right? Through whom also we have access by faith into grace. So today I want to give you one more definition for children to remember. <coughs> If grace means God's riches at Christ's expense, faith means, F-A-I-T-H, faith means forsaking all, I trust him. That's what faith means, actually. Forsaking all. If somebody asks you, what does faith mean? Forsaking all. Everything in life, people and things. Forsaking all, I trust him the minute it becomes a reality, you will see suddenly grace flows in. Forsaking all. Forsaking all my ideas, all my opinions, all the peer pressure, everything and everybody. If anything or anybody is contrary to what God says, I will trust Him. Forsaking all, I trust Him. That's the kind of faith we want. That's the kind of God wants us to have. Then it is faith unto faith, grace unto grace. And faith very boldly and gratefully receives what grace bountifully gives. God is not a miser. When Jesus came, the Bible says he came with grace upon grace. And even in the little things, I'm telling you, little things which may look little, but actually it's difficult. In the flesh, things are very difficult, I told you. You know, one of the things which are the most difficult thing for me in my life is to wake up in the morning. Because I'm a late sleeper. I'm a night owl. I'm somebody who works late into the night, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock. From 1983 till 2020. How many years? Thirty-seven? Yeah? Thirty-seven years. I've gone to sleep late and woken up late until I felt God telling me, you need to change that. And I said, It's impossible. Said, You have to help me out. If you say I will obey, you have to help me out. I will wake up. But you have to wake me up and you have to help me to stay awake. You know what? And he did till today. I wake up almost every morning by 3.30 in the morning. And I'm up and I don't go back to sleep. I mean, how can somebody change after 37 years unless it is grace? Unless it is God? It's not easy to change. It's not easy. We know how strong our flesh is. The more you feed it, the stronger it becomes. Imagine a habit in your flesh is 37 year old. Then one day you realize God is saying, change. And you say, it's not possible. God says, it is possible. Then he said, okay, you make it possible. And he made it possible. So to listen to, you can. If you want to listen, you can. If you just mouth a small little prayer, Ajay, small little prayer in your heart saying, Lord, help me to listen and help me to understand. Understand. Help me to listen and help me to understand. Help me to listen. help me. I mean this is what God is talking about. That is where faith comes in. See, you know why we fail because we don't bring faith in. And if you don't bring faith into anything of God, we will fail. God will not allow it to succeed, because no man will boast. You know why I know the Bible because I studied? God says, "No, because I gave you. <laughs> I gave it to you. No man will boast. Our problem is we don't mix faith in little little things. This year, as we end and as we begin a new year, the young ones, the little ones, I want to ask you, just say, Lord, help me to listen. Help me to understand. Help me to write it down. Write it down. I still do. Even when I'm sitting in the car without a book, I'm still writing it down. Because you forget. And then you go back, you said, that's what the Lord said. That's what the Lord said. Grace unto grace. We pray that God will open our eyes. So if grace is God's ability or power, then faith is man's responsibility. If grace is God's ability, then faith is man's ability. When we started this journey, God gave everybody a measure of faith. And now he says increase. Like I said, you cannot do anything about grace. Even when God says grow in grace, basically he means grow in the word. Grow in the knowledge of God and in grace. That's how it happens. And the disciples cried out in Luke 15, 17, 5, Lord, increase our faith. Increase our faith. Do you know everything that happens in a believer's life happens by grace through faith. Look at that. We are saved by grace. Right? We saw that. Romans 5, 1 says we are justified by grace. Yeah? Therefore having been justified by faith. It's a grace that justifies. Acts chapter 59 says, we are sanctified, purifying their hearts by faith. You want to be sanctified? It's impossible to become holy without faith. Everybody wants to be holy. Everybody wants to be godly. Because without godliness, no one will see God. But how do I god this? by faith. It's the grace of God that comes by faith that sanctifies you. If you want to pray, God has to answer. It has to be by faith. James chapter 5.15 says, and the prayer of faith. It's not prayer. It's prayer that is mixed with faith. How do you overcome the world? By faith. We overcome the world by faith. That is 1 John 5.4. How do we overcome? By faith. Now, let us get into today's message. First part, I will speak about faith. That's what I have been speaking for the past 25 six years. One topic. Every possible direction just to get people to believe and continue believing. If you listen and meditate on the law, you will end up having faith in your works. That's a problem with the law. That's why the Pharisees refuse to receive Jesus because they put their trust in their works. And if you have faith, in your faith, what you have is positive thinking. It is not the faith of God. You have to be very sure of your faith. The first thing about faith that secures your eternity is you need to know the object of your faith. The object of your faith. Just imagine you take a ticket to go to Vijaywada, And you take the ticket, platform number six, train number, whatever. You get into platform number six. And get into the train, but actually you got into the wrong train. You get in, the train starts moving. You got the ticket, and the TT comes and he says, he looks at this. Why are you in this train? He said, I bought a ticket, but he says, this is going to Delhi. When you bought the ticket, did you have faith? Of course. When you got into the train, did you have faith? Of course. But you see, you're Faith was misplaced in the wrong object. The first thing you need to know is, that I'm very sure on what I have put my faith. What I have put my faith on. In whom have I put my faith? When you're talking about faith, the first thing, the object of your faith. In Romans 10 and verse 11, Scripture says, Yeah, Romans 10 and verse 11. For scripture says whoever believes on him, on him, will not be ashamed. You can believe on anything else, you will be put to shame that day. The object of your faith is very, very important. You believe on anything and anybody else, a day of unbelievable horror and shame is coming. But, If you put your faith on him, God's guarantee behind that, you will not be put to shame. You will not be put to shame. God says you will not. It is not just about, before you are sentenced to eternity, to hell, there is a day of shame. Everything of you will be revealed to the whole universe. Nothing is hidden. Everything you have done, seen, said, everything is open. Why? Why? There's no covering. No covering. But those who put their faith in him, there's no shame. There's no shame. You walk in repentance, you walk in faith, God keeps on sanctifying you. So be very, very careful. Verse 13. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. There's no other name. So be very, very careful about the object of your faith. Some people have faith in prayers. Let's call Auntie Elsa. She will pray and I will pass. Your faith is misplaced. The Bible says, if you know your scripture, that it is placed well. The prayer of a righteous person availeth much. Oh, she's righteous. She prays. That's why I'm calling But that is an excuse. Because if you are saved, you are righteous. It's not wrong to call somebody to pray for you after you have prayed for yourself. God doesn't do outsourcing in the kingdom of God. Object of your faith. Because faith is no better than the object of your faith. It's no better. Let me tell you, in Mark chapter 11 and verse 23, Jesus said this. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. And we jump and says, you know what, faith moves mountains. No, it does not. Look at verse 22. Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. God moves mountains. It's the object of your faith. A lot of people put their trust in their faith and they keep on speaking to the mountain. Nothing moves. It's God who moves mountains. It's the object of your faith. You have to be very, 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 very clear. Even when you call somebody for prayer, it is because you have put your trust in the God of that person. And not that person. Because then nothing will happen. Faith does not move mountains. So God, you pray. He moves mountains. To Zachariah in 4, six, God says. He answered, this is in the word. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And this is the inherent fallacy of the word of faith movement. A lot of people listen. A lot of people listen. But their faith is in their faith. Their faith is not in God. And you can reach a very dangerous place in life. Weak faith. Weak faith. Very weak faith. In the right object. Is better than strong faith. In the wrong object. Weak faith in Jesus is Better than strong faith in anything or anybody else. That's what Jesus meant by mustard seed faith. Even if you have faith so small on God, it will work. Everybody who came to Jesus had only little faith. That's why they didn't walk with him. They came to him, they got it and they went back. They did not have the faith to sustain to walk with him. But you know what? The object of their faith was right. There's nobody who came to had strong faith. They all had very weak faith. But the object of their faith was right. Was right. Remember? Mark 9, 23, 24. Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Meaning, I believe, little I believe. And that was enough for his son to get healed the object of our faith. So be very, very sure. Why do we keep preaching, 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 hoping Sunday? This one day the spark will come and we will start believing God and take that little faith and start applying it on God. Say, Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. That's what it means looking unto Jesus. Hebrews 12, 2 we saw. The author of our faith, looking unto Jesus, the author of our faith. Yeah, we, we, yeah, yeah. We can go. We can stay there because let me read to what Spurgeon said. Spurgeon said a beautiful thing. Spurgeon said, "A trembling hand can receive a golden gift. A trembling hand can still receive a golden gift from a king. Trembling." Because of the king's sovereignty and power. But it doesn't matter. This can still take the gift. Meaning a little faith can still receive from God. In the right person. If your faith is little, don't worry. Apply it on God. and God says, it still will work. Look at Mark 5. The woman fearing and trembling. How did she touch Jesus' robe? Fearing and still got healed. If she writes, touch the right person. That's the right person. Fearing and trembling. She didn't have strong faith. She didn't have bold faith. She had fearful, trembling. Received a golden gift. Please remember. Please remember. And especially young people sitting here, sat here for years. Do you know according to government statistics, government statistics are always wrong. 53% 53% of Indian women only are literate. That means, actual figures means more than half of India's women don't read or write. More than half of India's women don't read. That's half population. So India's, they say literacy rate is 70%. I don't believe it. Let us say 70%, 60%. That means 40% of India doesn't read or write. Think about it. So if you can read and write, you're one of that 40%. And if you can read and write English, you're one of that maybe 5%. If you're one of them who goes to church, then you're one of that 4%. And if you have somebody who's got a Bible, you are one in maybe 2% about it for a minute. Do you have a Bible? Do you have a church? Have you heard the word? So when you are one of the two persons and you stand along with the 98th person who did not have access, to whom will God show mercy? Ninety eight person. That's what Jesus said when he talked. they said about the tower that fell and the one whom Herod killed. He said, no. They were words worse than anybody else. If you don't repent, you will also perish. Think about it. Advantages. 2020, think about it. 2020, think about it. The advantage we have. Language, church, word, Bible, Bible studies, online teaching, offline teaching, daily readings. God says, do you know your own nation? Do you know your own country? This is a huge, huge majority has no access to this. So faith is forsaking all I trust in him. That's how faith begins. That's what the poor woman, trembling and fearful, forsook everything and trusted. She was healed. That's what Ruth said. In Ruth 1 and verse 16. Yeah, can I have it? Ruth said, entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people. Your God, my God. Do you know the interesting part of the story? The only woman that is redeemed in that entire story and history is not a Jew. She had no law. She had no word. She had no access to the temple. She had no access to anything connected with God. But she had little faith. God said, I will redeem you. I will redeem you. That's the things which we need to understand. God is not a respectful person. All he looks is, do you believe? Do you believe? That's why the Bible says, looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. To look unto Jesus, you have to take your eyes off everything else. Otherwise, you can't look unto him. Don't look at your faith. He's the author. So the first thing, be very, very careful of the object of your faith. Object of your faith. Second thing, very careful. Romans 10, 17. And faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Be very careful of the origin of your faith, source of your faith. Oh, I was there watching TV. This man came and prophesied, and I received it. Is that the origin? Do you know him? Does he what does he say agree with the word of God? Does he agree? I read this book, I believe it. Be very sure of the origin of your faith. Bible says faith comes from hearing. And hearing from the word of God. There is Rima and there is Logos. Be very sure of the origin of your faith. Be very sure. A lot of people in Christendom are floating around. What I was preaching this week. Counterfeit Christianity. The biggest counterfeiter ever, the best counterfeiter ever is the devil. And the best counterfeit he has ever produced is counterfeit Christianity. Counterfeit Christianity. and People don't check the source. People don't check the source. The origin of your faith. The origin of your faith. It's not name it and claim it. No, you can't claim it. You can claim it only if God names it. If God names it, you can claim it. If God hasn't named it, you cannot claim it. Be very sure about the source. Because faith, the Bible says there in Hebrews 11 and verse 1, (coughs) faith is the substance. The substance. Different translations you can check. The guarantee, the confidence the title deed is the substance of things hoped for. The anchor of your hope is in the word of God. Hope as an anger. It's absolutely God. Absolutely God. Because if you cannot hear from God, you cannot have God's faith. That's as simple as that. I told you last month. The faith he gives us is the faith of God. It's not a faith of man. When God gave a measure of faith, he does not have a separate faith. It is his own faith he gave us. Because only his faith will save us. So the origin of our faith is God himself. The faith Jesus walked on was his father's faith. And that is the same faith we are given. It is the apostolic faith. The apostles had the same faith. So be very, very sure. Not only of the object of your faith. Also the origin of your faith. Origin of your faith. Because you must ask, why do I struggle? Maybe your source is wrong. Maybe your source is wrong. I cannot generate faith in you. I'm just a postman. You have to hear him behind my voice. You have to. You have to read. You have to hear. I can't generate faith. Honestly, I can't. I can't do that. I can only preach. God has to give it to you. That's why you have to pray, Lord. Open my ears that I hear every time. Even today. Something I will take with me. I know that you spoke to me. You spoke to me. I know, Lord, you, will, you spoke to me. You spoke to me. And he speaks. He's a, he's a living God. He speaks. So we know the object of our faith We need to be very, very sure of our origin of our faith. That even if he gives you a dream, he will confirm the dream is from him. He confirmed it to Joseph. That was the word of God for him. He didn't give it once, he confirmed it twice. He gives you a vision, he will confirm it. That you will know the source is absolutely God. God doesn't play lottery. Doesn't play... He doesn't play dice with his children. Absolutely sure he will make it. So be very sure of whom you have put your trust in and the source of your faith. Third, the purpose or the objective of your faith. Faith is not random. It's got a purpose too. It's got an object. It's got an origin. It has got an objective or purpose. In John chapter 1 verse 14 talks about Jesus. I'll tell you why people who also have faith, object is right, origin is right, still they fail. Scripture says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and of truth. How did he came? Full of grace. Grace is the absolute total power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit. How did he come? Full. And Hebrews 10 and verse 7 says, what did he say? Behold, I have come. How did he come? Full of grace. To do what? To do your. So what is the objective of faith? Not to do your will. Not to do your will. That's where people who have the right object and the right source still fail because they try to take God's grace to spend it upon themselves, God says. No. No, the objective of faith is to do God's will. Grace is not given to do our will. Grace is given to do God's will. It is not the will of any man. It is not the will of God that any man. That's why he gave grace. So what is grace used to save people? Why? Because that's God's will. If it is not God's will, any man should be saved. You can't use your faith or grace to get saved. It won't work. What is the will of God? That no should perish. Therefore, faith and grace works in salvation. From the beginning till the end, it works. It works. Understand this facts. The objective. Objective. And we know it very well. Nechelo not small. He sent them to buy something. Fifty rupees. Buy twelve eggs and come. How much was the eggs? Forty. Where is the change? I spend it. Did you ask me? Was the money to spend on yourself? Sent you out to do something, right? What is grace for? What is the objective of your faith? To do will, to go do God's will. Please be very, very careful about these things as we close this year. Be very, very careful. Everything in God's kingdom is built by and through faith. The power that is supplied is grace. Both faith and grace is to do the will of God. Because you need to ask Am I God's servant or is God my servant? What do I use grace? To serve me or to serve God? What do I use grace? So much grace is given. Am I using grace to serve myself or to serve others? That's called ministry. Am I using grace to bring order into my lives or to spend it in the world? You know how you spend grace in the world? You go, do whatever you want and come back and say, God understands. We use grace to clean up the mess. We use God's grace like a mop. Though grace does it, but that's not what grace is for. Grace has to be spent wisely. Faith has to be used wisely. When you are using grace to imitate the world, we are abusing grace are called to use grace because grace is what faith comes from. Or let me say, we use faith to imitate the world. That is what name it, claim it makes it. We are abusing grace. What I am saying is because I know a lot of people are miserable. <laughs> they are trying to bend God to do their will. God has never done it. Never done it. Never done it. So what is the objective of your faith? Ask in 2020, what did I use faith for? To serve God? Or that I was trying to get God to serve me. Thank God he serves us. He's a servant king. But what was the objective? Because we're entering into a more difficult year. Everybody says so and God's word says so. It gets darker and darker as it goes by. But what keeps you stronger as it gets darker? It's faith. Faith that is used properly. Faith that is used correctly. There's no, God has not given us another way. God has not. God has not. And the only way we can walk forward is by hearing. Hearing. There's no other way. No other way. The next virus is supposedly coming, more dangerous than this everything could be shut down again. I don't know. I'm not saying it will be shut down. I don't believe it will be shut down. But if it is, ask about it. Will you survive? Will you survive? Without hearing, will you survive? I'm talking about faith life. Will you survive? On one side, for new believers, this has been the best year. The harvest was unbelievable in the world. But for old believers, this was the worst They said over 3,500 churches shut down in America every month in the last 12 months. That is average estimate. Pastors just shut down and left. I don't know, I'm leaving. People who were in ministry for 20, 25 years, I give up. Meaning for people who are already in faith, it was a very bad year. But the others were coming in. It's a bad year. Or a good year. That's what the Bible says, examine your faith. This is a time we need to examine. We need to search our hearts. Where am I, O oh Lord? Where am I, really? If 2020 was so bad, and I was, 2021 is going to be worse. No. All we can do is preach and pray. Even the apostles only did that. Preach and pray. My question to you is this, therefore. Where are you standing? Honestly. you know, Where are you standing, children? Paul will write tough letters and he will say, I'm not sorry that I made you sorry. He will actually say, I'm not sorry. Abigail agrees with me. I'm not sorry that I made you sorry. If that sorrow leads to repentance and salvation, It was worth it. Otherwise, 31 is just a date in the calendar. 21 will be just like 20. I really want people to change. And it's not so difficult. People actually make it difficult. What is difficult is actually unbelief. You know, unbelief is a choice. Unbelief is a choice. And belief is also a choice. What is difficult is unbelief. What is easy is actually is faith. It's faith. The Bible says all of creation. Think about it. How can you believe there is no God? How many of you believe there was no Sammy or Peter? That this hall was arranged by itself? And the boys is came. The chase has moved into place. I mean, it's actually stupid to believe. No? The Bible says, a man of God said, the fool has said in his heart there is no God, but there is a bigger fool, the one who says there is God and acts like he is not there. That's a bigger fool. There's one fool who says there is no God. And there's a greater fool who says there is God and lives as if there is no God. A lot of people live like that way. There's no God. There's no God. They have religion, but they have, they do not have God. They do not have God. They're not accountable to anybody. Their time, their life, and things are moving on so fast. So fast. So ask, am I a fool or a bigger fool? What am I? What am I? Think, think seriously, think. Where am I going? Where am I going? Think. Let us be serious about this. Because we have heard so much. We have been taught so much. We have been prayed over so much. Am I changing? Am I still the same? Can I examine my faith at the end of 2020 and actually say, you know what? There has been a radical shift in my prayer life and my faith life. There has Be a change. I can feel it. I can sense it. I can measure it. It was not like 2019. 2020 was faith-wise the best year of my life. Prayer-wise the best year. Outside was different. But inside was completely different. So Peter says his last words to mankind. Grow. Grow. Growth can be measured. Can it not be measured? Tell Abigail every day. Every time I see her, Abigail, you're growing too fast. Next year you'll be taller than me. Now, as a pastor, I measure. And I listen to people pray. I know they haven't changed their prayer life at all. I watch worship. I know the ones who are growing in their worship, personal worship, and who are not. It's just like music. You want to play music while you have to practice? The more you practice, the better you become. So if you are a worshipper, it will show. If you are somebody who has a personal prayer life, it will show. If you have a personal faith life, it will show. It will show. Growth can be seen. You can measure it yourself. What I'm saying is because the days ahead are actually going to be difficult. Going to be difficult. They are very public about it. Like today, somebody said very publicly, this pandemic has given a window opportunity to bring the new world order into being. They're very clear about it. The Antichrist, they are preparing for the Antichrist to get everything together into one. Control people, vaccination, monitoring, everything into one. They are getting ready. The only people who knows about this and is not ready are the Christians. The rest of the world doesn't know anything about it. They are all part of it. They have no clue what is New World Order, what is Antichrist. They have. We know it all, and we are the least bothered. Least bothered. Seeing it, and that's what God is talking about. Are you growing? Because it can be measured. That's where your hope comes from. Yes, yes, yes. Because God wants you to give that hope. He tests you, he tests you, he tests you, he tests you, he keeps on testing you. Listen to this morning's message. He keeps on testing you. That's why James 1, 2 says, consider it all? All joy. All joy. When you go through? There you are. There you are. What is the trials? It's the testing of your faith. That's only way your faith can be tested. Only way faith can be tested. That's how you know. 2020 was a year of tests. And you know what? I came through. I came through well. I passed the test. The testing of your faith produces what? Patience, endurance, perseverance. You go through the Bible, especially the words of Jesus Christ. He says the most important thing to to come through the last days is endurance. He who endures will be saved. Why patience possesses your souls. He says more than any virtue you need in the last days is endurance. And how is endurance come? It doesn't come. It comes through trials. The testing of your faith. You endure. That's why God says consider joy. And that's not. If you were to tell anybody what makes you joy? Blessing. promotion, Money. Marks. The Bible is different. He said, when you go through trials, be very happy because you are being tested that you will be saved at the end. Be very happy and learn patience. Hang in there. Hang in there. And the Bible doesn't stop over there and it says if anyone lacks, what are you supposed to ask during trials? We ask for money. We think money will solve all the problem. God says no. It doesn't solve anything. What are you supposed to ask? Wisdom. Lord, I am facing this. I need knowledge from above. How do I handle this? That's the last thing people ask. Children ask that thinking it's a tablet for writing exams. They never study. And they say, Pastor, will you pray? And Pastor also will say, Lord, give him wisdom. But that wisdom is for trials. I was telling in the morning about Joseph. How do you think Joseph prospered? This is a Hebrew boy, a 17-year-old Hebrew boy who has no idea of the world. He's never been outside his home. He is taken and sold as a slave in Egypt before you know an army general buys him in this huge house and estate. And he has to work. He doesn't know the language. He doesn't know the culture. He doesn't know anything. All he has known is how to look after sheep. But he knows God is with him. What do you think he asks for? Mr? Lord, I am facing the greatest test of my life. Give me wisdom to navigate through this. And the Bible says he prospered. He prospered. You know when Solomon, God came to Solomon, his father died in a dream and said, ask anything you want. He said, I want wisdom. I'm small, I'm a child. I don't know how to go out and come in. And these people are too too great, your people. Please give me wisdom. God said, you know, very pleased with you. Because you ask for wisdom, I'll give you everything else. Everything else. When we are going through our trials, when we are going through our testings, by faith, did we ask for wisdom? Ask for wisdom? Because Bible says if you ask, God gives you liberally. He never said if you ask money, I will give you liberally. Never said that. He said, you ask for wisdom, I will give you liberally. And we don't realize what we need is wisdom. In darkness, what do you need? It. That's what you need. If you're sitting in the dark, what is money going to do? You know, the 65 days of lockdown, what did your money do? Nothing. You ate the vegetables the government gave you. Once a day or once a week that fellow who was allowed, he also came fearful and trembling because he didn't know when he would get beaten. What did you do with your money? Nothing. But if you had wisdom, if you had wisdom, you would have made the best. That was the best time of your life. If you had used God's wisdom. Think about it. We don't understand. Because we don't understand God. We don't look into the word. We don't study the word. We have problems in our personal lives. We have problems in homes. We have problems in offices. God says, ask of me. I will navigate you through this. Faith. The object of your faith. The source of your faith. The objective of your faith. Lord, I am your child. I am in this situation. I want to do your will. I don't know what is to do your will. I want to do your will. Your will, I always remember, I understand is successful. Please give me wisdom. Please give me wisdom. You have children, little children over here. Lord, I honestly do not know how to raise children. Honestly do not know how to raise children. Because I know one thing. I have heard pastors say many times. The children are not mine. They belong to God. Please teach me how to rear, raise God's children. God says the children are not yours. The children you bore unto me. Children are a heritage from God. They are dropped literally from the sky. They are not yours. Lord give me wisdom. Give me wisdom. Wisdom. This is not the wisdom of the world. Gopi, this is not the wisdom of the world. This is the wisdom of God. How do you access it? By faith. By faith. Everything is by faith. Everything in the Bible is by faith. It comes by hearing. Are we getting it? Are we going to change in 2021? 2021? Like I was telling in the morning, we are teaching on liberty and freedom. These are two different concepts. Freedom is inside. Liberty is outside. The last freedom the government can take from you is in your situation how to react. No government has the power to take it away. They can lock you in a cell. They can chain your hands and feet, but you can still sing. That's one freedom they cannot take. They can take your liberty away. Liberty is external. Liberty. Now, as far as adults are concerned, you can't live. As the G.S.S. children are concerned, they can't live. Because they don't have the liberty to leave Because they are wards, our wards. So they don't have the liberty externally. They have, do not have that liberty. you getting it? Liberty is external. Freedom is inside. The question is, are you free? Are you free? Liberty doesn't matter, actually. Liberty is in the hands of the state. Freedom is in your hands. That's the extreme power of faith. Extreme power of faith. Even when every liberty has been taken away, you still have the freedom to choose God and choose and to react by faith. That's what the Bible says. By faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. Don't think Noah is building an ark in a pleasant atmosphere. He's building an ark in an extremely hostile, scoffing, mocking Atmosphere. But he still chooses to build. It's his choice. Inside how to react. So you have freedom. To listen. Or not to listen. Pray. Or not to pray. And the question God is saying. It's a God given freedom. God given freedom. And how are you choosing your freedom? Why are you choosing your freedom. Because you are more concerned about liberty. Can I go shopping? That's liberty. That's not freedom. Will there be... Everybody is worried about liberty. What God has given is freedom. If you have exercised your freedom properly, one day in heaven God will give you liberty. Where externally everything that you have become like Christ, you have the... F- External liberty. Right now we don't have liberty. It's restricted. Even when you go back, we don't know. (laughs) How many stops? Who will check? Your paperwork? But freedom you have. You have. Even when he stops you, you have the freedom to react. You choose. You choose. And that's what God is is saying about it. We sat here less than a year because of the pandemic and the lockdown. But the online was there. Don't tell me when the online messages were going on, you were all busy doing uh, righteous works. Don't tell me. Did you choose? I'm not saying you need to listen to all the messages because it's difficult. Understand that. At least some messages. I was telling Pastor Vijay, the difference is this. When we come here, we lose our liberty. Because we look at the faces, nodding off, sleeping, tuning off. When we are online, we have extreme liberty. Because we have five people who will not take your eyes off you. Unless there is something wrong in the system. Today, little Sarah was there. Two hours, she sat there And she listened and she was writing. So the preacher has extreme freedom and liberty. We love the online platform. Here, people wait to see when he will finish. There, when you finish, people write online. Why did you finish? And I... Sometimes wonder, Lord, are you playing a trick on me? Why is my congregation struggling with the word? Is it because, like Jesus, they have become very familiar with the person? Familiar with the person. I ask God, what's the difference? The word is the same. They don't see me. I mean, they see me only this year. They don't see me. But they listen. And they listen. And they have no issues how long it is. And if you look at the time they listen. Last time when I finished, it was 1.45 in the morning for them. Nobody had gone. They were listening. They were listening. I had a text from somebody from US. and It was an interesting test, text. And he sent me a text from US. This is what he sent. Live stream. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Waiting for download. Take an inventory. 2020. Downloading. it. Rewind. 2020. And return to me. Going to drive to Florida. Six hour, six hour drive. Taking important things for the journey. Three messages. Six hours. I'm going to listen all the way. i looking at this. Do my children listen? These are busy people. They're working. In Atlanta. Driving to Florida. They are busy people. But every message they download and they listen. They listen. My question is, do you listen? Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how much accolades you get from all around the world. You matter. You are, like Paul says, the children I hope spiritually I have birthed. They also, yes. But I didn't preach them face to face. My question is, are we changing? I don't know. I'm just leaving it open for you. Are you changing? Because I look at what is coming. I look at what is coming. And I saw 2020. It was a very terrible year for me personally to see men of faith. Incredible men. Ask Pastor Vijay. We have blocked out incredible men who we looked up to for years, we have blocked them because we saw them falling in 2020. They fell under the trial and the testing. They fell. And we blocked them out. Says no more reading them, no more listening to them. Incredible giants of faith living now. is falling left, right and center because they couldn't handle the test of 2020. And if giants fall, what about pygmies? that's what to the church in Galicia, Paul writes, I fear for you. Fear for you. Somehow, the devil will bewitch you, take you away from the simplicity of the faith in Christ Jesus. We are not going to let go of you. Okay, Pastor Vijay and I are already planning how to make life more difficult for you in 2021. Because all I asked was from, I asked you a few weeks ago, two things. Just pray your little prayer and do your little devotion regularly. And suddenly you will see light coming in. You take one tiny step towards God. One tiny step towards God. Because if you're sitting here unchanged, that means in this entire year you didn't really, you, you have taken religious steps. You do not take a step of faith. I'm not talking about religion here, I'm talking about faith here. That woman without anybody knowing came from the behind, touched the hem of his robe. And Jesus said, Who touched me? That should blow your mind away. Blow your mind away. Jesus just stopped. He didn't see. The Holy Spirit saw. Virtue flowed. and He said, who touched me? That's what God is asking. God is asking. I want the worship team to come up. Come. Worship team. Yes, Peter. We don't have to have service till 4 in the morning and all. Don't worry about it. 2021, I want you to worship alone in your privacy. I want you to pray alone in your privacy. I want to study the word of God alone in your privacy. And it will it will make a marked difference. Here it is drama. If you haven't done these things in your purse privacy, then it is drama. And God doesn't watch drama. God watches worship. He loves praise. He loves worship. So if you do it personally, it doesn't matter. God is not worried about how you do it. If you do it, then what happens here is not drama. That's what I wanted to do in 2021. Honestly, praise God, worship God. And it's very easy now. Put this on. That's all. Awesome songs. Whichever you prefer. Hymn or chorus. doesn't matter. Put it on. Sing along. Listen to a message. Write down what God tells you. God says, you know what? I'm watching you. I'm watching you. He told about Saul of Tarsus. Behold, that man prays. That man prays. And probably that was the first time God heard his prayer. But he prayed. 32 Isaiah 53. No, we do not have a sin problem. We have a son problem. You know, we think our problem is with our sin. A problem is not with our sin. A problem is with God's son, because He's taken care of sin already. Don't have a sin problem. We have a son problem. And I say fifty-three. And verse 1. Who has believed our report? That's our problem. Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root on dry ground. He has no form or comeliness. And when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. That's our problem. The question is, do we see beauty in Jesus? When I talk to mothers, I tell mothers, if you feed your children junk food, they will never enjoy home food after that. You know why we don't see beauty in Jesus? Because we have been fooled by the false glitter and the junk of the world. That's why we don't see beauty in Jesus. That's why I say, Who has believed our report? Who has believed that's why I said we don't have a sin problem. Sin has already been handled and taken care of by God 2000 years ago. Taken care of. It's finished. If you have the sun, you have life. If you don't have the sun, you don't have life. As simple as that. So it's not a sin problem the world is facing now. It's a sun problem. It's a sun problem. That's why we talk about the sun. If you have the sun, he will handle the sin. Do we see beauty? In Christ? Verse 3. He's despised and rejected by men. Think. Think today. 31st. You had so many books on your table. So many books on your table. And so many things available on internet. Which book did you choose? Assuming today was a free day, for many it was. Many people took leave. You had many books. Many things you can either watch or read. Did we despise it? Did we reject it? It's not rejected by animals. It's rejected by men. What Isaiah said 2,600 years ago still happens in our own lives. He's despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. No. We just walk over him. And it's there. Different books are there. We walk over him. No. And yet, yet, Bible says, he carried our griefs and our sorrows. He carried our griefs and our sorrows. Carried our griefs and our sorrows. Yet, we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. It's a very strange thing, right? He's carrying our sorrows and we look at it and say, poor him, he must have done something to deserve this. That's what the Bible is saying. Verse five says, "That's the key words in Isaiah fifty-three. He was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed." You know, if you wanna read Isaiah fifty-three, read it with Isaiah six. No, you don't have to go there. We know I, we read it on <laughs> Christmas day. Unto us, a son is. Yeah, Isaiah 9. Unto us, child is born. Unto us, a son is given. And then read Isaiah, what the son did, what the child did. Read it together. This was the purpose for which the child was given. This was the purpose the child was given. What was that? The child was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Now, Isaiah 53 is interesting because after that comes 54. And 54, God, it's, God is writing this in Israel's darkest hour. And he's giving them incredible hope. Because we are moving in dark days, very dark. Even in this nation, it's very dark days, very dark days. If you understand politics, you will know. It's very dark days ahead for this nation people like us who believe. It's very dark days. In the darkest days, in Isaiah 54, God is giving them hope. But before he can give them hope, he gives Isaiah 53. If you believe in this, then the hope is real. If you don't believe in his son, there is no hope. There is no hope. There is no hope. That's why Isaiah 53 is put there just before 54. 54 is all about hope. God is your husband. Your maker is your husband. Yes, he was angry with you for a little while. He'll forget it. He'll get you back. And he's going to really, really change your life, everything. But condition, Isaiah 53. That's why every meeting God was telling me, you need to ask, do you know the son? Do you know the son? Have you asked him into your life? In another 45 minutes, The year will be over. Have you asked him? Lord Jesus, please come into my life. You were bruised, wounded for my transgressions. You were bruised for my iniquities, not our, mine. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Once that becomes real, everything else falls into place. Until this becomes real, the sun becomes real, you know what we struggle with? We struggle with sin. The worst sin? The sin of unbelief.
1: You know why we struggle?
0: Because the sun is not real. The sun is not real. Once the sun is real, suddenly you realize, you know what? I can handle everything else. I can handle everything else because I have somebody in me Living in me, who is there to handle it? Your parenting becomes easy. I'm not saying it becomes less tiring. Physically, yes. Spiritually, different. Your job place becomes different because you have somebody. That's why all these stories in the Bible. What are these stories in the Bible for? These are people who face incredible dark days in their life. How did they come through? (laughs) But the sun was real. It was stunning stories like Joseph and all. The Lord was with him. And his boss saw God was with him. How did a Gentile Egyptian know a Hebrew's God was with him? How did he see? How did he see? It's not for one or two years. Thirteen years. Rigorous imprisonment. And they saw his God was with him. The question is how real? Is God. I don't want this year to end without answering that question. Answering that question. Last week, a priest from Acts chapter 9. I think verse 6. Acts 9, verse 6. Can I have it, Pastor Vijay? I think it's verse 6. Jesus meeting Saul of Tarsus on the road to Damascus. So he trembling and astonished said, Yeah, can I have uh, verse five and six? Two questions, just two questions will answer your life. He said, "Who are you?" Jesus answered, "I am Jesus." Next question: What do you want me to do? Two questions. Everybody will have to answer in eternity. Two questions which will change your life. Who are you? What do you want me to do? Every man has to find the answer to this question. Who are you? And God says, I am Jesus. And if you believe, you will bend your knee and say, what do you want me to do? Suddenly you have purpose. You know why people are, I'm not talking about you just a lot. People generally have no purpose in life. They're aimless, drifting like driftwood in the water. Just drifting. It's no aim. Even if they have aim, they keep on changing. They're drifting. Because they haven't encountered it. Once you have encountered him, the next question you ask is, what do you want me to do? It will be told you. That man's life never changed. Suddenly purpose comes in. 2021 shouldn't be a year without purpose. It should have purpose which you can carry it into eternity. I'm not talking about a temporary purpose. I was telling somebody, I don't know who it was, can have many jobs, Only one career. Joseph was a shepherd. In his father's house. He was an overseer in Potiphar's house. Assistant warden in the prison. Prime minister in? Only one career. Through it all he served God. Only one career. Four jobs. Because he knew. The answer to the second question. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Do you know what you want to do? Do you know what God wants you to do? And the youngest here, among the young ones, is 15. By 5 or 6, Samuel knew what he had to do. By the time Samuel was, before he was a teenager, Samuel was revealing the word of God to the high priest. This should scare you. I don't think even he was a teenager by then. I think he was just a little boy. He was telling the high priest, this is God's will for you. This is God's judgment for you. That's why we preach to children. We preach to children. We think children cannot hear. We think teenagers cannot hear. You're all youth, right? And God told Jeremiah, don't say that you're a youth. Don't make your youth as an excuse. I have appointed you teenager as a prophet to the nations. To pluck down, to tear down and to build. Who is he? Teenager. Reality of God's kingdom. And you have to believe. Parents have to believe. Older people have to believe. Young ones have to believe. You cannot drift aimlessly like this life is not a vacation vacation is on the other side not by the beach because there is no sea <laughs> rivers i believe plenty but no sea so if you're looking for a beach go now <laughs> telling you honestly you can find your purpose 2021 you can find your purpose can find your purpose you can 2019 <laughs> And the year entered, the Lord told us, rise up and build. And then came probably fulfilling scripture, the greatest shaking that God had promised. And he said, everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Because you're receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. That's why the first part I was talking to you. Do you believe? Do you believe? Because the purpose of the shaking was to show to us whether we are in the kingdom or not. What in our life does not belong to that shaking? And the world had never seen a shaking like this in the last 75 more years. In 2020, we have more suicides than ever. More depression than ever. More joblessness than ever. More divorces than ever. More young people committing suicide than ever. And demonic has been released like never. As God said, the heavens and the earth is being shaken. And what did God tell us? Rise up and build. Build your lives. Be strong. Strengthen. Strengthen. Strengthen yourself. And I hope we rose and build. Hope we did. By faith, we did. Now I need to go to Isaiah 54, verse 2 and 3. Isaiah, are you tired? I see. 54, we had 2 and 3. If you have risen and built, you have 2021. 20, last, the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords. And strengthen your stakes, for you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your dissonance will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabit, habited. It just falls into place. If 2019's promise, 2020's, we believed it, then God says, Euros, you built. Now, enlarge. This is spiritual. Enlarge in the place of your tent. Enlarge in your hearts. Enlarge in your faith. And we have to be ready for it. Because John 3 verse 34 says, "He gives the spirit without Nesha." He's not a master when he gives his spirit. He gives his spirit without measure. And if you want to receive his spirit without measure, he says, enlarge in your tent. Increase your capacity. Increase your capacity. Because Daniel prophesies when the end days comes, there will rise a generation who knows their Lord and they will do great exploits. And God says, in the midst of all this junk that is happening, you are a different people. You don't contract. You enlarge. You don't contract. You and I don't contract because the one that is in us is greater than he who is in the world. In second Kings chapter 4, verse 5 and 6. That widow who came to Elisha, scripture says, she went from him, shut the door behind her, and her sons who brought the vessels to her, and she poured it out. And when it came to pass, when the vessels were full, she said to her son, Bring me another vessel. And he said to her, There is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. you know why the oil ceased? Because there were no more vessels left. There is absolutely no shortage of power in heaven. Only vessels to receive it on earth. Absolutely nothing. And God stands there and says, Enlarge it. Enlarge it. Enlarge Do you believe? Because we believed in the 2020 promise. Rise up. Rise up from our slumber. Spiritual slumber. Rise up from hiding your face in the sands of this world. Your career, your pursuit of whatever we rose. told you, rise up and start building the kingdom of God within you. We didn't know what was coming in 2021. It was somewhere in the month of December. I think I was walking. when the Lord told me this is the promise. I went back and I looked at it and said, how can this be, Lord? He said, that's my promise for GDC Worldwide. Enlarge your faith. Enlarge. Mark 9 and verse 23, God says, If you can believe, all things are possible to him. Believe. Lord, 2021, I want to stretch my faith like never before. Never before. See, in God's kingdom, it doesn't work like this, that 2021 will be better than 2021. 2020. It doesn't work like that. 2021 will be better than all the previous years put together. That's how it works. That's how it works. You start as your believer, whichever year it was, and you come to 2020. And when 2021 comes, when you move move in faith, he says, if you had 10 years as a believer, the 11th year will be more than all those 10 years put together. You have to believe. You have to believe. Lord, I want to enlarge in my heart. That I will love you with all my heart. With all my heart. With all my strength. With all my power. I want to enlarge. I want to enlarge, Lord. I'm not satisfied loving you the way I loved you all these years. I want to really enlarge in my tent, Lord. My life should. and I can. I know I can do it if I let you do it through me. Love my neighbor. Enlarge in my hand, Lord. Now we believed a lie. This radical individuals, Me, myself. That is the despair we see in this world. Everybody has everything. And they are all miserable. Everybody has everything. Actually, if you look at you. everybody has everything. Who has nothing? Everybody has everything what you need for life. Are you happy? No. Lord, I want to take limits of both love and faith. Love and faith. It is time to enlarge. 2021 is the time to enlarge by faith. God says, enlarge in the place of your tents. Your life second thing he says. He says, yeah, stretch. We go to Isaiah 54, verse 2. Stretch. Not 3, verse 2. Stretch out. Stretch out. The curtains of your dwellings. Can you stretch out? Can you see? Can you see? In Genesis 14 to Abraham, God said, look here. Not 14. When he, after Lot had left. That is uh, that is, that 13, not 14. 13. 14 is the war. Yeah, 15, 16. 13. Yeah. Yeah, can I have from words 14 onwards? The Lord said to Abraham, after Lot had separated from him, lift your eyes up and look to the place where you are. Not south, east, west. As soon as we have died to flesh, Lot represents flesh. God will say, Now stretch. Now stretch. You know why we are not able to see? Because the flesh is alive. We have not separated our flesh. Therefore, spirit, spirit is not able to see. As soon as Lot, that represented flesh. He says, Look, for all that you see, I give it to you. Now we are not talking about physical possessions in the new covenant. We're talking about spiritual. Has your vision changed? Can you handle more? Can you handle more? In Genesis 15, verses 1 and 1 to 3, when God comes to Abraham. These things the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your she to exceeding great reward. Abraham said, Lord God, what will you give me seeing I go childless and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus? Then Abraham said, look, you have given me no offspring. Now what God said? Verse five. He brought him outside and said, now look towards heaven. Can you he stretch? You're still thinking for one son. I'm thinking about nations for you. I don't have a child. I don't have a child. I don't have a child. He says, can you stretch? How far can you stretch?
2: Abraham, how far
0: can you stretch the curtains of your tent? Can we have the children a little quiet, please? Yes. Okay, okay. Okay, just, just a little quiet. I love children. Okay, so shouldn't be offended. I love your children more than you do. If you have doubts, leave them with me. God said, look up. Look up. How can this be possible? God says, look up. How can I stretch my tents? God says, look up. Don't limit God in 2021. Don't limit God. Don't limit God. Be ready to enlarge in your heart and your life. And stretch it. Let God stretch it. Why don't everybody get up for a minute? Just stretch yourself. Ah, stretch yourself. Yes. Stretch yourself. That's what God says. Stretch yourself. Stretch, stretch. He stretch. stretch. Physically, suddenly you realize you can only stretch this much. Spiritually, do you think? He says, if you let me, do you know how much I can? Increase your influence in my world. Please be seated. God is, don't shorten God's hand by your unbelief. In 2 Kings chapter 13 verses 14 to 19, Elisha is dying. Elisha had become sick with the illness of which he would die. Then Josh, the king of Israel came down to him and wept over his face and said, Oh my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and their horsemen, Elisha said to him, take a bow, some arrows. So he took himself a bow and some arrows. He said to the king of Israel, put your hand on the bow. So he put his hand on it and Elisha put his hands on the king's hands. He said, open east window. He opened it. Then Elisha said, shoot, he shot. Then he said, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance and the arrow of deliverance from Syria. For you must strike the Syrians and affect till you have destroyed them. Then he said, take the arrow. So he took them. He said to the king of Israel, strike the ground. So he struck. Three times and stopped. The man of God was angry with him and said, you should have struck five or six times. And you would have struck Syria till you have destroyed it. Now you will strike Syria, only three. You see, God says, stretch. Many of you, many of us struggle with so many things and we give up after praying two or three times. God said, I would have destroyed that in your life completely, but you gave up too fast. You gave up too fast. Too fast. You never quit on the things of the flesh, but you quit so fast on the things of the spirit. You quit too so fast. He said, this is the year you can stretch. You can enlarge it. You can stretch. See, Josh never caught Elisha's vision. Elisha had caught Elijah's vision. This is the problem. Joshua had caught Moses' vision, but nobody caught Joshua's vision. So after Joshua, the nation went down. Elisha caught Elijah's vision. And he said, what do you want? A double portion. I want to extend even farther than him. He said, it's not in my hands. It is God. And God had no issues. He said, stretch. And he stretched. He stretched. Elisha stretched. But after Elisha. See, every true prophet wants the next generation to do better. And he says, take it out. Arrow of God's deliverance. Shoot. Shoot. Then he said, strike. And he's angry. Why did he stop with three? Why did you stretch so little? You could have stretched as much as you wanted because God loves giving his children victory. Can you stretch? Can you stretch? Jesus was upset with his disciples. in Mark chapter 16, verse 14. Look at what he says. Later he appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table and rebuked them for their So don't get upset if I rebuked before your unbelief. He also did. I'm just following the master. And these were disciples who walked with him for three and a half years. You just sat. And what did he rebuke them for their unbelief. And look at verse 50. After that what he says. And he said to them go into the These guys have never gone beyond 20 kilometers. What is he telling them? He says, stretch. Thomas, stretch. When Thomas stretched, he had no clue he reached India. He also did exercise. Thomas, stretch. Thomas stretched. He had no idea how far he would stretch. Do you know where these people went, these disciples reached? You have to put them yourself in their shoes. In their shoes, we have Jesus' kids sitting here. The one who has stretched further is Mahendra. Even tell Punjab. <laughs> okay? And he has many Punjabi stories to tell his friends. As far as he stretched his Punjab. Look at these guys. Simple, rural flock, Galilean flock. Fishermen. What did he say? God didn't put any limits on them. Just go into the old world. Stretch. That's how far you will take the influence on the kingdom. The question is when God says something, you need to believe for yourself. God, I don't know how far it is, but I believe. I believe. You said enlarge. I am here, Lord. You enlarge through me. Enlarge my faith. I will do what I have to do. What can I do? I have to hear. You enlarge my faith. I'll give you my heart. You just love through me. The unlovable also. Enlarge my territory. Stretch me Lord. Stretch me. Stretch me. Grow. Expand. Be flexible. Lord I want to stretch. I want to stretch. Lord I want to stretch. Do you believe? Because every time God gives a promise. You will see the promise stands exactly against what the world is saying exactly. 2020 was a year where you could have never, if you looked with your physical eyes, risen up and built because everything was against you. But we rose up and we built. 2021, they say is going to be a worse year and God says you're going to expand, you're going to stretch. God will not say things which is humanly possible then it is not God. So whenever God gives you a promise, it is humanly impossible. That's where God begins. So look into your own situations and believe the promise. And say, you know, Lord, I believe you will enlarge in me. I believe you will stretch me. And verse three. Yeah. And then we have to go back to that. Okay. Two and three, put it together. Isaiah 54, two and three. Lengthen. Don't spare. Lengthen your cords. Don't spare your cords. Lengthen it. Because if you know a tent, that's how it works. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. There are two things that holds the tent: the cords and the stakes. There are two things that will hold a believer's life: his prayer life and his word life. Lengthen your prayer life. I'm not talking about time alone. I'm talking about quality. Lengthen your prayer life has to radically change this year. Otherwise, your tent will fall on its face. Lengthen your prayer life. That is one thing. That happened to the apostles. After Pentecost. In Acts chapter 6.4. These dear. Apostles. Who couldn't even stay up. With Jesus. One hour praying without falling asleep. Says we will give ourselves. Continually to prayer. What changed? They stretched. They lengthened the cards of their prayer life. I'm telling you, you need to change your prayer life, young and old. You need to change your prayer life. Because every promise is conditional. Lengthen your prayer life. Go that extra mile. If I I can do it, you can do it. All of you are younger than me. What's the time? It's going to be 12 o'clock. You know what it means? means for 21 hours I have been on my feet without sleeping. For days, it's been my routine. You know what? I don't want to miss anything that God is giving freely. We run after KCR's blue card and pink card and all. Here is God giving us everything in the universe and saying, Stretch, 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 stretch. I'll give you spirit without measure. His spirit without measure. The only issue is with you, the container. Your container is so shallow. Once two drops, you're full. And you say, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. God says, just two drops, you're full. Enlarge and enlarge and this year say, Lord, I'm not satisfied. The God says, come and drink, come and drink as much as you want. You have to dig yourself, empty yourself so that he can fill. Stretch. Lengthen your prayer life, Lord. I am going to lengthen my God. Spare not. Is what this is. Spare not any effort in these things. Spare not. When big guys and all have their weddings for their daughters and all, they call the wedding organizer and says, "This is how I want. Spare not the expenses." That's my child, and that's what God says. The kingdom of God's resources are with you and for you. If you want to stretch. Spare not. Spare not. Strengthen. Lengthen the cords. And what? Drive the stakes in deep. All these years you were nibbling at the surface of the word, Go deeper. Go deeper. Strike it deep. You need to be able to say, like Peter, after every disciple left, and only 11 are left, in 6.68 he says, where shall we go? Where shall we go? You alone have the words of life. Where shall I go? It's no longer wisdom. No longer understanding. It's no longer knowledge. It's beyond that you have realized, this is my life. This is my life. Luke 24, 45 scripture says he opened their minds, understanding that they could comprehend the scriptures. You have to pray. Lord, open my mind. This is not storytelling time in the last days. It is understanding the will, the purpose, the heart, the mind of God. Bible says, who can know the mind of God? And Then it says, we can. We have the mind of Christ. and The Holy Spirit will reveal the mind of Christ and through us teach the angels the mind of God. It's all there in the Bible. God says, will you strike the stakes deep? Lengthen and strengthen? Lengthen the cords? Strengthen the stakes? Two things. Your prayer life and your word life. God says, are you willing? Are you willing? I make no excuses for mothers with small children too. None of those are excuses. Susanna Wesley had 18. We had 18 children and we got a John Wesley and a Charles Wesley. Those children knew what their mother was and she did not even have a spare room. Her prayer room was her apron. Prayer room was her apron. The minute she put her apron over her face, the children stopped. They tiptoed because they knew. Mommy was spending time with God. She should not be disturbed. This is the cloud of witnesses. Cloud of witnesses. God says, strengthen and lengthen your cords. Drive the stakes in deep, deep into the word of God. Lord, I want. Paul said, pray. Lord, give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Open the eyes of my understanding that I might know. That I might know the riches of your inheritance in these saints.
2: Pray radical
0: prayers this time and be very serious about it. Very, very serious about it. And suddenly you will realize something changes about you. People will notice it about you. In your office, in your school, in your college, in your workplace, your influence changes. Suddenly you have an influence. You know why? Because God is expanding in you. You are not expanding. God is increasing in you. Peter will say increase in grace and in the knowledge of God. What does it say after that? Expand to the left and to the right. Expand to the right and to the left. And your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabit. What does it mean? That we are going fighting? We will use the word uh, Gentiles. What does it mean? You know the worst thing to happen is to be conquered by man. You know the best, best thing to happen to a man is to be conquered by God. If you have doubts, look at Afghanistan. How many nations went to Afghanistan? It became their graveyard. The last one is Americans. They want to withdraw. Because man tries to conquer man It leaves nothing but hatred, misery, and bitterness. But when God conquers a man, God conquers a man. Do you know what he is saying? No. We are at, yeah. Thou shalt break forth on the right hand, on the left. Thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles. How can his seed inherit the Gentiles? 2000 years ago when Jesus came as a baby he came as Jehovah Shabbat, the captain of the host the gospel was the most powerful weapon ever unleashed on planet earth it was not after the bodies of men it was after the hearts of men In romans 1:16 scripture says the gospel is the power of god unto salvation Everyone who believes, the Jew first, and also for the Greek. It makes, it conquers the enemies of God and makes them friends and sons. It makes the weak strong. It makes the blind see. It makes the lame walk and sets captives free. In human war, it makes the seeing blind. It makes the walking lame and it takes captives in the gospel war it makes the blind see it makes the lame walk and it makes captives free that's the difference it's a war we are fighting that's how we inhabit the cities of the gentiles because the gentiles become the children of god in Luke chapter 4 and verse 18 this is what jesus said about his the kingdom army's agenda the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable ear of the Lord. This is the Kingdom Army. Do you believe? Do you believe? Because that's the power of the gospel. The government is upon his shoulders. And the increase of his government and peace, there is no end. This army that will inhabit the Gentiles, verse Acts 1, 8 says, is endured with power from above. And after that you shall be my witnesses. This army is dressed in the armor of God. With the weapons of praise, word and prayer. This is the most powerful army the world has ever seen. And Satan has no answer to this army. So when God says he will expand to the left and to the right and take over cities, he means it. And this army, they don't fight the way the other armies fight. First, they fight from peace unto peace. In Romans 10 verse 15 says, How shall they preach? How how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace. The gospel of peace. This is army that preaches, fights from peace for peace. The original blue helmets. You know what blue helmets are? It's the UN. Forces sent to maintain peace. They call the blue helmets. This is the original blue helmets. They fight from peace. Because they have peace with God. They fight for peace. So that other men can have peace with God. That is the war we fight. One more minute for midnight. Isaiah 54. Verse 1. We saw 2 and 3. Now we go to 1. Sing, O barren who have never born. Break forth into singing and cry aloud. You have not labored with child, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of married women, says the Lord. God says, are you fruitless? Are you unproductive? All these years, Lord, I could do nothing for you. God says, it's going to change. Are you barren? He says, laugh. Rejoice. Laugh. Rejoice. Has anything happened? No. It's an act of faith. Has she born yet? No. What is God saying? Laugh. First laugh. Why? Because when I have said something, it's going to happen. So by faith, laugh. Second, do you have children? No. Enlarge on your tent. Make space. for children are coming. Stretch your curtains. Lengthen your cords. Drive in the sticks. But before that, you laugh. Because when I have spoken, if you believe, it will come to pass. Start praising. Start thanking God. Start believing God. Because we are here, right there. 2021 is here. God says rejoice, sing. Who? Barren woman. You're barren. You sing. But I will bear and then I will sing. No, you sing now. That's why Isaac is called laughter. It's a barren woman who bore at 90. A man who was 99 and said in the morning, 99 God comes, he's as good as dead. His wife is as good as dead. God comes and says, next year, baby. And Scripture says, he did not stagger with unbelief most difficult thing for Abraham to do. Believe that he's really going to bear a child. His wife is going to bear a child. And they named the child what? Laughter. Because when he said it, first she laughed in unbelief. Then after that it was only laughter of belief. Will you laugh? Will you praise? Will you rejoice? And do what you have to do. But every step is an act of faith. Not a single child has born. Nothing has come out, but you are enlarging your tents by faith. You are stretching forth by faith. You are praying like never before. You are studying the word of God now because you have a promise. God said, you do what you have to do. I will do what I have said. You do what you have to do. I will do what I have said. Will you believe? I believe. I believe. I believe. We said this in church in 2020. Not 2021. We are in 21 now. Power of an unfulfilled promise. The power of an unfulfilled promise. Do you know the power of an unfulfilled promise? God is giving us a promise. It is yet to come to pass because the year is only a second old. But you act as if it is true. As soon as God left Abraham's tent, Abraham and Sarah must have said, we need to make a cradle. Sarah must have told Abraham, my tent is too small. Child is coming. We need to make a bigger tent. Has she gone No. All they have is the spoken word. Make the tent bigger. We need to have a small cot over here. Our maid also will be there, so stretch it farther. Pull this. Oh, Drive in the sticks. Little
2: more. Little more. Strengthen.
0: Once God says something, there is a corresponding act which we have to do. Then it will come to pass. If you believe, you will see. So in each one of your personal lives, wherever you are, ask God, what do I have to enlarge? It's not the same. What do I have to stretch? What do I have to stretch? Maybe some of you are struggling with finances. God says stretch your giving. That's what happened to me 25 years ago. One fear I had when I stepped into ministry. Lord, how do I manage? He says, stretch, give as much as you can. I said, Lord, I want, you're asking me to give. He said, that's how it works. And from that year till today, never known that fear. Stretched in giving. Maybe that's the only way it breaks. breaks. You're waiting for God to give. God says, no, you give. Stretch it. Stretch it. You give. Stretch it. Maybe some of you are studying, struggling with studies. God says, stretch it. How do I stretch it? Study more? No. Help somebody else to study. Teach somebody who's weaker than you. Stretch it. But am I not wasting my time? He says, no. You're using your time for me now. Stretch it. Help somebody to grow in the faith. You're older know the word better. Sit with somebody and say, you know what, I will teach you. Stretch it. Begin with one disciple before God can give you more. I had times in my ministry in a church where I had just one. I went in the morning, opened the church, swept, cleaned everything and one person comes. Sang and preached by myself. you talk about churches to the ends of the world, it didn't begin like that. When God gave you one, you gave the one everything. And you know the one who came was HIV positive. And that's why he came. Into the church, an actual church, which was empty. Nobody wanted to run it. You stretch it. You stretch it. You believe it. You stretch it. If you prayed for 10 people in your prayer list last year, make it 20. Stretch it. Enlarge it. Lord, here I am. Stretch me, Lord. Stretch me. You are not going to take this body anywhere, by the way. Don't mollycoddle this body. It will be left behind. So use it as much as you can for God. The original use and throw is this body. disposable. Don't mollycoddle it. It's a total waste. Use it for God. That is what Paul's, at the end he says, I have run the race, I have fought the good fight, I know. But before that he says, my entire life is like a drink offering, I it kept. Now by the end of his, he's looking into his life, only a few drops are left. My entire life I give it to him. Give it over to him. Give it over, stretch it, enlarge it. Really, really, young or old, it is irrelevant. Doesn't matter, stretch it. And you will see what God will do. God will do. I was stunned when the promise came. I looked at it and said, are you really serious, Lord? I said, I never joke. When I say something, I'm serious. And I looked at it and said, yeah, it fits. In. If you've risen and built, then you will enlarge and stretch. If you haven't risen and built it, then there's nothing to enlarge. It will fall apart. First he said, go deep and be strong. And now enlarge and stretch. I really look forward to 2021 in fight of all the gloomy predictions by the newspapers and Dr. Fauci. Hmm? He should be called Dr. Grouchy. I'm looking forward because with God all things are possible and all things are possible with him or her who believes. Come. If you have a backlog, you know what backlog is, right? Meaning really you didn't do the homework for 2020. God is merciful. You can do both. Rise and build and stretch. If 2020 was a stress test, 2021 will be a stretched test. Okay. Really, you have to believe. Sing your way through. Really believe. If you are unfruitful in your life, unproductive in your life, you struggle with it. I'm going nowhere, Lord. I'm going nowhere. Nothing seems to be happening with me. I'm still like the children of Israel. Going in the wilderness round and round. God says, I will change it for you. If you believe. 2021. When God, people says it is impossible. 2021 is the year impossible. I will make it possible for you. I'll make it possible for you. I'll make it possible for you. When it looked Impossible. If you should listen to what God says and obey Him, like Isaac did in the year of famine, when everybody was going to Egypt, God told him, don't go. Stopped. Second thing, sow your seed. Most difficult thing, sow in famine. The Bible says that year, He reaped a hundredfold. A hundredfold. Because when God speaks, He speaks to our impossibilities. Not possibilities. If it was possible for us, he wouldn't say this. He didn't say it. So believe. I want the Sister Elsa to come. Where's the microphone? Yes. Come. Lead us in prayer in 2021. I call her the prayerer and I am the preacher. In Washington they called me the Dawn. He says he's a preacher like the mafia dawn on fire. So I said if I am the don, she's the (laughs) donna. There must be laughing there. Yes.
1: Hallelujah. 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 Shall we look to the Lord? Hallelujah. 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 Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh God, you're so good. You're so good. You're so good, you're so good. Amazing grace, my God. If not for your grace and mercy, where would we be, my God? You brought us through 2020, my God. We stand here saying, Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. We will stretch, my God. We will be 21, my God. Oh Lord. We just give thanks. We give thanks. We give thanks. My God, we give thanks. My God. If it had not been for you, my God, my God. Thank you. Thank you. It was not for the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done, my God. Lord, we truly, truly know we deserve nothing but your grace, your mercy, your love, Brought us through. And today we stand saying. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you Lord. Oh that you would bless us. And enlarge our territory. Yes, Lord. Then your hand would be with us. And the Lord will keep us. From all evil. And the Lord answered. Oh Jesus. And help us not to cause any pain to anyone, my God. Oh, Lord, we truly mean that. We truly mean that. We mean that, my God. We mean that today, Father. We mean that. Help us, Lord. Help us to be a praying church, a praying people individually. Praise you all day long. And Father... Dig into the word, line upon line, precept upon precept. And I pray, my God, help us to study with depth, my God, knowing the God we serve. To believe today for the promise you gave us, my God. In 20, we couldn't understand it, my God. We thought we were building buildings, my God. We thought we were rising up to build something. But it was building inside, my God. What you're doing is amazing, you're tearing down all walls and you're rebuilding today, Father. Oh, Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. For thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Help our unbelief today, Father. Forgive us, my God. Cleanse this heart. Cleanse this mind, my God. Jesus. 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 Help us to believe that nothing is impossible with God. For those who believe, we just thank you today. Thank you. Thank you for our shepherds. We bless them today as a church as well, my God. We start the year blessing them. Pastor James and Pastor Vijay and all our pastors, we start the year today blessing them, my God. Oh, Father, may the hands of the living God be with them, pursue them, overtake them, be with them all the days of their life, my God. Oh, Father, as they study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I pray, my God, you reveal, you feed them so they can feed us, my God. They can feed us, my God. And we, Lord, will not be fatted calves, my God. That we will grow in you, my God. That we will grow in Jesus, my God, this year. We're tired of just being there, just being there. But we want to grow. We don't want to just occupy a seat in church anymore. Oh, Father, help us to grow. Help us to love you more and more each day. Forgive us when we took your grace and your mercy for granted. Forgive us. Forgive us, my God. Forgive us. Jesus, help. Hallelujah.
0: Jesus, I break every yoke over your people in the name of Jesus. Everything that holds them back from stretching. Everything that stands in the way of them enlarging their territory, Lord. I speak the anointing of God upon your people. For it is the anointing that breaks a yoke, O Lord. Enlarge Lord. Enlarge in their territories. Let the hand of God be upon his people. Let the hand of God be upon the little children. Let the hand of God be there upon the families, the husbands, the wives, the fathers, the mothers. The young ones. This is the year faith will break its boundaries. It will overflow. The spirit will overflow. This is the year of God that will stretch to the left and to the right. This is the year of God the fragrance of Christ will be diffused through lives. Their unbelieving friends, their unbelieving families will know Christ is real. This is the year of the Lord's salvation for many families, Lord. They will enlarge in their tents in their own homes. The unbelieving ones in their homes will come to you this year, 2021. We believe. We believe blindfolds will fall. Scales will drop. Eyes will see. Ears will hear. This is the year of the Lord's salvation. Touch. Touch. Touch today. Touch today. Touch today. Touch today. Touch today today, Lord. Come against every spirit of unbelief. In the name of Jesus. I come against every stumbling block in their ways from progressing. I command it to be moved out in Jesus' name. Every stealer of their destiny. I bind it and I command it to leave our children in the name of Jesus. They will prosper. They will will do well. They will do well spiritually. They will do well in every area of their life. For whom God has blessed, no man can curse. No man can curse. No man can curse curse the Lord. This is a year, O oh Lord, they will strengthen their courts. They will drive in their stakes deeply, O oh Lord. Even the young ones will speak wisdom. Even the young ones, when they study their word, they will see. They will see. Father, I am speaking and praying over them. The spirit of wisdom and revelation, Lord. Their eyes will be opened, O oh God. You open the eyes of your disciples. Open the eyes of your children now, Lord. You are the same God. Walk among them. Touch them, Lord. Touch them. Touch them. Let there be healing in lives. Let there be restoration in homes. Restoration in homes. Come against that barrenness in families. That barrenness between husband and wife. The lack of communication. Come against that in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. I command you spirits of barrenness to leave in Jesus name. I pray for the young ones who are waiting to get married. They have waited for long. But I pray this is the year that barrenness will go. You will bring the right people into their lives. Godly mates for their lives. Children and parents. This is the year of reconciliation. You will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. And the hearts of the children back to the fathers. Let them enlarge in their tents to receive. Not just physical children. You will give them spiritual children too. Spiritual children too. Let them enlarge. Spare not. God says, spare not. This is the year of enlargement for everyone. Everyone. Year of enlargement. Eyes haven't seen. No ears heard. What is God preparing for those? When the devil says the worst year... God turns around and says, It is the best year for my children. This is the best year. Believe. The best year. The best year. The kingdom of God will advance in 2021 like it has never done in recent history. This year is the beginning of the great awakening the prophets have waited for. It will begin. It will begin. It will begin. It will begin. We believe, Lord. Lord. We believe, we believe, we believe, Lord, we believe, we believe. Stretch forth, stretch forth, for he gives spirit without measure. He gives revelation without measure. He has no issues. All we have to do is prepare to receive him. Receive him this year. Stretch forth to the left and to the right. God will inhabit the cities of the Gentiles. The cities of the Gentiles, the Gentiles will turn to Christ. The Gentiles in your household will turn to Christ. And you will inhabit, Christ's spirit will inhabit those cities and those lives. We believe, Lord. We believe. We believe, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your people, Lord. Thank you for everyone who has come, Lord. Everyone who is listening online around the world, Lord. And I bless them in your name. I bless them in your name, everyone, Lord. That's what Jabez prayed, Lord. I pray, Lord. He prayed, O oh Lord, that you would bless me. That the hand of God would be upon him. Enlarge in his territory. Enlarge in, Lord. Enlarge. The hand of God come upon your people. Let them mount up like eagles. Let them run and not faint. Twenty twenty one. It'll be a year like never before, Lord. We believe, Lord. We believe. Thank you, thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you. We praise you, we worship you, we glorify you, Lord. Commit your children, your church, into Thy hands. Even as they pick their promise cards, so oh Lord, let it be not a ritual. Your Spirit lead them. To their individual promises. Lead them Lord. Let them believe. They have received a promise for the church. And I pray they will receive a promise for themselves. God will not fail them. God will not fail them. Let them rejoice. Starting today. Let them sing. For praise. Confuses the enemy. God enthrones himself. In the praises of his people. God sets ambushes among the enemies when his people praise. When people praise, the chains come off. The barren land becomes fruitful. Let your people sing their way through this year. But that's the command for two and three to come. O barren one, rejoice, sing. More will your children be. Believe that. Your extension Will be more than the others. Your enlargement. Will be more than the others. Believe it. I just thank you Lord. I just thank you. I just thank you. We commit ourselves into thy hands. You brought us safely. After the time of fellowship. When we leave. I pray everyone will reach home safely. No hindrance. No block. No stopping. No drunken drivers on the road. Nothing Lord. Reach everyone Lord. I pray safely home and go before us through this year lord help us to keep our eyes on you if you are the author of this promise you also will be the finisher of this promise help us to walk in step with you thank you father thank you we praise you we worship you we glorify you lord in jesus name we pray Amen. amen
2: I am grateful for the things that you have done. Yes, I'm grateful for the victories we've won. I could go on and on and on about your words. Because I'm grateful, grateful, so grateful just to praise you, Lord. Just afraid to